Amanda from Ponte's Books here with the conclusion uh, of the Prince and the Pauper's historical tidbit. So this is our final historical tidbit for the Prince and the Pauper. And this one is a good one because it's kind of looking back, uh, almost a bookend to one of our earliest historical tidbits that we had that was looking at why the birth of a male heir was so important, why Edward's birth was so important. And now we're looking at the tail end. Why was his reign important? So we are looking at Edward's quote, merciful reign. Now I put merciful in quotes because that's the way that it's phrased in the story, but there's some varying opinions uh, about whether or not he was a merciful king. He definitely wasn't like the worst, his father, was a lot more brutal than he was, but whether or not he was super merciful, I think was painted in a different way in the story than it was in real life. So we're gonna take a look at that. So first of all, the reference in The Prince and the Pauper. This is again, toward the very end of the story. Um, this actually might be the last few lines of the story. I don't remember exactly where this falls in the chapter, but this is uh, wrapping things up for Edward. Yes, King Edward VI lived only a few years, poor boy, but he lived them worthily. More than once, when some great dignitary, some gilded vassal of the crown, made argument against his leniency and urged that some law which he was bent upon amending was gentle enough for its purpose and wrought no suffering or oppression, which any one might need mightily mind, the reign of Edward, oh, skip ahead a little bit. Uh, the reign of Edward VI was a singularly merciful one for those harsh times. Now that we are taking leave of him, let us try to keep this in our minds to his credit. So again, uh, in the story, they like talk about him like having kind of more lenient laws because of the experience that he went through in the story and that other people would criticize him for his lenient laws, but he would basically tell him like, what do you know about suffering? I and my people know about suffering, but you do not know uh, because of this experience that he went through. So that didn't happen in real life, right? He didn't go through this experience. So that part is, is somewhat fictional. So let's take a look at some of the highlights from his actual reign. And then you can be the judge if they were merciful or not. So the highlights of Edward's reign. So he began being king at age nine, which is absolutely insane. I cannot imagine having any responsibility when I was nine years old that was even close to anything like that. Um, so a regency was established. So then a regency is kind of like a person or kind of like a group of people, but you know, mainly one person who kind of speaks for the king and helps the king to make some of those decisions. Um, so Edward Seymour, who was his uncle, became his protector and, you know, helped him to be the best that he could. So this kind of uh, did happen in the story uh, a little bit. So he was, I think, the Lord of Hartford and then later became like the Duke of something. Uh, so I think this was Lord Hartford in the story was representing Edward Seymour, who did end up being his protector. And um, 
at another thing that happened during his reign was that the Church of England became stronger. So he followed in the footsteps of his father. Henry VIII was the person who established the Church of England. And then Edward supported that. And then it was after Edward that it had some kind of back and forth. Mary brought it back to Catholicism. And then Elizabeth brought it back to the Church of England. Um, so there was kind of like some whiplash with the people that were living in England at the time. Um, but he supported and he continued making the Church of England stronger. So he established something that was called the Common, in the Book of Common Prayer, and got rid of some of the Catholic practices, um, like rosaries, statues, stained glass. Um, there were quite a few other ones, like uh, throwing, flinging holy water, um, a couple other ones as well. And uh, also apparently allowed clergy to be married, which is something that is still not allowed in the Catholic church. And some of the people had a hard time with some of these decisions. Like I said, they had previously been not too long before this, um, a Catholic country. And so getting rid of some of these Catholic traditions, you know, some people still had a hard time with, they had a hard time with the fact that they were forced to switch over to the church of England and that Edward was now supporting that. So there were some rebellions that uh, were as a result of this. And I'm sure there were probably people that were put to death as well, but it didn't talk about specifics here that were related to those rebellions. Um, but obviously there was probably some death involved as well. Um, so then at some point, the, the Duke of Northumberland overthrew Seymour and then as a result, Seymour was sentenced to death. And so one of the things that people sometimes highlight as being a little uh, ruthless or brutal with Edward is his lack of sympathy towards his uncle, right? Who he's been working with and he was very close with. That's why he became his protector this whole time. And then when he's sentenced to be killed, Edward has a diary that he kept for all of these things. And in his diary, it just says, today the Duke of Dummers the Duke of Somerset had his head cut off on Tower Hill. Like that's the whole diary entry, or at least that's the whole, his whole commentary on the subject, not how he feels about it. Now, some people look at this and they say like, well, you know, he was trying to be a good King and he was trying to stay kind of neutral. And other people look at it and they're like, you know, man, that's, that's harsh. Like that's, that's it. So um, also his brother, not Edward, his being uh, Seymour, Lord Seymour, uh, was also killed. So another one of Edward's uncles um, was, was killed as well. And I don't think there was a diary entry related to this one, but he seemingly didn't seem to care too much. He probably could have done something to stop it had he really wanted to. So then Northumberland is kind of like the new protector, um, kind of in, in control, so to speak. And his son ended up marrying Lady Jane Grey, who was Edward's cousin and one of his good friends growing up. So then as a result of this, Edward accepted Jane as his heir. And shortly after that, ended up dying at age 15 of tuberculosis. So because he had accepted Jane as his heir, she took the throne, uh, but did not last very long before Mary overthrew her. But she did have a very brief you know, time on the throne. So that's a little bit about Edward's reign.
again, merciful, not merciful. There wasn't a whole lot. He didn't have a lot of time for a lot to happen. So it was less brutal than a lot of other people, but was it merciful? Probably not as much as the story makes us think, but again, not the worst. So that's Edward's life. Hopefully you learned something. Have a good rest of your day.